day 327. Welcome back to the Windows and Mirrors podcast. My name's John. And I'm Keith. And remember, this is a podcast where we're trying to show you that the Bible is more like a window than it is a mirror. We come to it to look through it and see God. We don't come to it primarily to look at it uh, and see ourselves. All right. Psalm chapter 14. Yes. Psalm chapter 14 provides us with a portrait of sinners. Right, right. <laughs> so right. it's just blunt, right? Like, right. yo, this is what sinful people look like. Right. Um, and the thought I had, man, is just the sinfulness of man testifies to their need for a savior, mm. right? Yeah. Man's sinfulness testifies to man's need for a savior. Mm. And, you know, it starts off in the famous, you know, trope is the fool says in his heart, there is no God. Right. Um, what, many, what many people have said is like, it's not just this guy who's measuring out the arguments right. for the existence of God. It's yeah. like, ah, I don't, I don't think so. Right. But he's like, yo, actions can speak louder than words yep. or they can speak just as loud as words. Right. right. And he's saying, yo, basically the way human beings act, they act as if there's no God, if right. there's no accountability. Right. Yeah. And we see this contrast, bro, like of the, the foolish, right. He calls them fools. But he contrasts them with the wise. And this is, again, a wisdom psalm. And right. so he's trying to get us to see that, man, like the sinfulness of man is practical atheism. Right. right. Yep. Yeah. Yo, yo. And I love that it starts where it's like, not nah, uh, the fool doesn't just say in his head that there is no God, but he says in right. his heart. And, and mm. the thing about the heart, we're going to see it in this and the next psalm. What you believe most deeply in your heart is going to find its way out through Amen. your hands, right? Amen. And so, yeah, I love the scene that it sets out at the start because it starts out, one, with a judgment that he makes in his heart. And what you have is this fool who assumes himself to be judged and the very next verse talks about, no, 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 no. But the Lord looks down from heaven, observe it like God is supreme mm. and above all. The person that denies the existence of God is the only one getting the short end of the stick. It doesn't affect God's power. Mm. God looks down and God proves himself to be um, the real judge in making an assessment and an yeah. assessment that is actually determinative of mm. outcomes. Absolutely. Yeah. It's been commonly expressed. People say like, you know, what is, what is sin, right? What, right? what exactly is sin? And sin is the breaking of God's law or the lack of conformity, mm. right? To God's yeah. law. Yeah. So it's like a both and, and you know, God's word has been laid out, bro, in the book of scripture yeah. and in the book of nature, right? So right. our consciences testify like, Ah, we know stealing is wrong. We just know inherently <laughs> that it's wrong. But also he's laid out specifics in his word. Yeah. And he's like, yo, the psalmist is like, man, there's no one who seeks God. Right. And so we see that wisdom, man, comes. He's like, yo, the wise, right? Like they seek God. Right. right? Yeah. And what he's getting at, man, is that, you know, everybody of the human race, like literally he's going to say the sons of Adam, right? When he looks down at the, human, the sons of Adam, everybody who's been born naturally right. after Adam yeah. takes part in the sinfulness of Adam. That's it. Yeah. This is a pervasive problem, right? He's like it's, all, bro. Yeah. All. Like it's not quarantined to a select few group of people, right? There, 
there is something very, very wrong with the world and you're not crazy for feeling that way on yes. the inside, right? So that's what he kind of lays out in verses, you know, you know, one through three. Mm-hmm. And verse four comes through and he's, yo, well, evildoers never understand. They consume my people as they consume bread. And then he goes out and says, this, look, they do not call on the Lord, right? Instead of crying out to God for help, you've got a picture of people who are trying to chart their own way in the world, who yeah. are exploiting the poor and consuming them in verse five. The outcome for them isn't satisfying. They aren't full mm-hmm. of satisfaction. They're actually full of what he's going to say. Yeah, yeah, dread, right? And and so you start to see that the outcome of this sinful way of life isn't the satisfaction that you hope for at the beginning right. of, of the journey. Yeah, absolutely. And we see later, man, listen, the Bible helps you or teaches you how to read the Bible. Right, right, so right, right. Paul is going to pick up this text. The Apostle Paul picks up this text in the great argument that is Romans. Right, he's yeah, going to say, yo, all of y'all have sinned, right? Like right. all have fallen short of glory of God. No one seeks God. There's no one righteous, not even one. But his point is to say this, like we all need a savior. right. Okay? Yeah. And God has graciously provided that Savior in Christ, yeah. right? And so, again, our sin is an indicator that we need a Savior. Paul goes on to say, like, yo, Jesus comes into the world, not born naturally like right, all of us, right, right, right. but born of a virgin, right? God's yeah. solution to the problem has to come outside of man, right. not from within man necessarily. And so he sends his son to die for us and save us from our sin, bro. Oh, man. I love it. So Psalm 14 highlights this pervasive predicament, this Mm -hmm. problem of which we are included. Like we read that and we find ourselves or our pasts in it. But the good news is, yeah, God hasn't left us in our mess. He sent a savior to lift us up out of this so that this portrait, although it may have described this in the past, it doesn't have to define us in the mm, present, right? That's good. Psalm that's 15 good. gets to do that. Yeah. At yeah. the end of 14, he says, oh, that Israel's deliverance would come from Zion. He praises. He says, when the Lord restores the fortune of his people, let Jacob rejoice. Let Israel be glad. Zion in the Old Testament is Jerusalem, right? right? And we see that Jesus is going to die in Jerusalem, mm. resurrect in Jerusalem, Amen. and send out his spirit in Jerusalem. Amen. And that's all to save sinners like you and I. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that you are a God that is holy, but you are a God that in your holiness, you're gracious. You save sinners like us. So to the extent that we acknowledge that this has been true of us, Father, we pray from this point forward, you would help us to live in a way that contrasts this as we've placed our hope in you and help us to be those that carry around this good news to everybody else that we meet. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.